G'day folks and welcome to episode 7 of Spin From Both Ends. It's the podcast where I, Hammy Goodman, travel all the way around Australia following the ashes in our van, Mr Morrison. We've just returned from Perth. Didn't take the van there, Kaz, bit of a last minute decision. Yeah, good decision. Good decision. Joining me for the final time is my second part-timer, Tom Kazis. Thanks for joining us again, Tom. No worries. It's going to be sad to say goodbye. It's emotional times, and I mean, cricket's always about planning for the future, blooding some new talent and farewelling, farewelling some old legends, and uh, you certainly have become a little bit of a legend, developed a bit of a cult following on spin from both ends during your time, Kaz, so thanks for your hard work, mate. No worries, mate. I hope I've been all right. Now let's finish like a true champion. Let's put in our best performance right at the end. Give the listeners something to remember. Now, look, Kaz, we've had some massive guests on this show in the past. I mean, just off the top of our heads, we've had Bear Grylls, uh, and Smith. We've had KP, Bumble, huge yeah. guests, Kaz. We've got some huge guests today. We've got a few very exciting guests. We've got an old cobber from Coventry City that we met at the Wacker. The guests just get bigger from here. We've actually got Jim Maxwell, Kaz, the and voice. That's actually legitimate. That is legitimate. Much. The voice of ABC Grandstand Cricket for so many years. He has got some exclusive insights today on the show. We caught up with him outside the Wacker after the Aussies won that little earn back. And, of course... This is a bit of a childhood dream come true. If Jim Maxwell wasn't enough, we've actually chased down Bumble and we got some musings of, of Bumble. Now, what did Bumble think of my impersonation of Bumble? You're going to have to stick around to find out. That's coming up a little bit later on in the show. But before we get into any of that exciting stuff, Kaz, we've just got to thank the sponsors. Yeah, look, shout out to Tina Cricket and Yurubadala Toyota. They've done a terrific job for us. So, yeah, huge shout out. They have. And I suppose important to note, Kaz, that we're making history tonight. This is the first podcast ever that has been recorded within the walls of Mr. Morrison. No other podcast on iTunes that you'll find. There's millions of them out there. You won't find another one that has been recorded in the back of Van Morrison. Yeah, it's it's an experience. It's very hot in here. Obviously, Adelaide got up to 40 today, and it's about, I don't know, about 10 at night, and it's still an absolute sweat box in Adelaide. So it's an experience, but it's good to be in Van Morrison again. It is. Barring a few uh, you know, rocks, timber floor, and a, and a bloke with his, with his towel off, this is a sauna in here at the moment, oh, yeah. and I don't think we're too far away from seeing me get my towel off, Kaz. To be perfectly honest with you, look, let's just um, let's just press through and hope it doesn't come to that. I get it overdone as quickly as we can. Now, look, Kaz, it was great to see the boys get a, a massive win in the Ashes. I think just to describe to me what it was like to be there when history was made. Oh, the wacker, not the biggest ground in the world, but the atmosphere after Australia got back to the Ashes was phenomenal. It was it was a really good experience. Now, we will hear later on what uh, Bumble and Jim Maxwell thought. The big factor was it turned Australia around from a really struggling test side into now an absolute juggernaut. What do you think the factor is that's turned this team around from how it was, say, you know, six, 12 months ago to what it is now? What's the one thing that's turned them around? Oh, I'm going to have to say Darren Lehman. He's changed that team significantly. He's brought in a different culture, and everyone seems to be playing an old-school type of cricket. It's really good to see. Not a bad shout. Do you know what I think it is? What do you think? The difference. Six months ago, no Spin From Both Ends podcast. Now, this series, Spin From Both Ends, in the iTunes library, available on SoundCloud, engaging the social media. What happens? The the nation galvanises around this cricket team and around this podcast, as we can see from the number of people who've been listening. And, you know, the, the results speak from themselves, Kaz. It's no coincidence, is it? No. I don't believe in coincidences, <laughs> frankly, Kaz. So, yeah, look, that's pretty exciting to see. Now, look, great to see the boys get a win. Disappointing, on, from my part, to see it go five days. Those people who weren't listening last time, Kaz, I'm just going to refresh them. Yeah. I had, I've had a poor diet, frankly, for the last, uh, you know, what has it been, four and a half weeks on this yeah. tour. So I said to myself, look, 
what are the pros doing? Peter Siddle, he's gone completely vegan, doesn't drink any alcohol. I won't go that far, but it's been well documented. He eats between 15 and 20 bananas a day. So I got on board, Kaz. I took one for the team. All I ate for the duration, the whole duration of the test match was bananas. And I think a big hats off and a big congratulations must go to me. What's that you are telling a porky. I'm telling a porky. You're telling a porky. Hammy Goodman actually had a curry on the end of the fourth night, so he did not actually go five days with the Peter Siddle diet. He had a curry that night. This is an ambush. Just remember, this is my show. I don't appreciate you springing these little segments on me without any warning. You know, you're lucky it's your last show, frankly. Look, I did eat a curry. I'm going to put my hand up. But honestly, what was it? It must have been something close to 100 hours without eating anything apart from that aforementioned one bite of meat pie, which oh, I only enough. had half, of just bananas. If you, listeners at home, uh, Kaz, you, you're included. If you want to eclipse that record of 100 hours with eating nothing but bananas, be my guest. I still think that's a great effort, frankly. Your thoughts, Kaz? I mean, you know, honestly, obviously I've let some people down. I'm not proud of that. But I am proud of the fact that I was able to go so long on such a nutritious diet. Well, I might give you a 7 out of 10. You nearly got there, but you just didn't have that mental strength to get to the end. Yeah. But in saying that, that curry we had that night was delicious. Yeah, that was it. It was, it was, it was an absolute, absolute ripper. Now, look, that was a new, what was that segment called? That, you... uh, that was Kaz's Cutting In. Well, that's a, that's a good segment, and I think really the only way to fill the undies of a segment that big is to follow it up with our biggest and most popular segment. So straight into Greg Mailbag. Greg Mailbag. I'm going to rustle around in there. Obviously, Greg Mail, great record for New South Wales. Phenomenal record yeah. in the in the late 90s, early 2000s. We don't need to recap that because we've, we've spoken enough about his record. I think instead we'll just get straight into the mail tonight. Right, if, you're happy, if you're happy with that. Let's get into the mail. Are you happy with that? Let's get in the mail. Beautiful. <clears throat> now, this one comes from Agnes from the Nullarbor. It doesn't say exactly which part of the Nullarbor, but this, this is from Agnes. G'day, boys. Love the show. Thanks very much for your support, Agnes. Disappointed the circus didn't roll through my neck of the woods. Would have loved to meet you. You said you weren't going to drive from Adelaide to Perth because it was too dangerous slash boring. Were there any other reasons that influenced your decision? Kaz, I'll open this up to you first. Well, it is very... We're going to go off and say it is obviously a very dangerous path, Mm. as she's pointed out. But... I mean, we just wanted to get to Western Australia as quick as we could. We wanted to get to the Wacker. We don't want to be wasting half our week driving in the desert. What's to see in the desert? Nothing. Yeah. We want to go to the Wacker. I mean, it would have been great to see all that dust and great conditions for spin bowling. Lots of dust, lots of sandy surfaces, lots of abrasive surfaces. Would have been fantastic. Well, it was obviously dusty out there. So G'day Slim been, if you're listening. Couldn't have been that good. Yeah, all right. Well, fair enough. I think one, it's a great question. I'm glad Agnes has raised it, Kaz. Something that we didn't touch on, and I think it was a really crucial factor for particularly me, obviously you're spoken for, but one thing I did notice going from Canberra to Adelaide, no action on Tinder. There's nothing out there. Yeah, it's a bit dry. And I didn't, you could just tell it was going to be more of the same in that area. Just the, t- the Tinder, uh, the, the, the scope, there's nothing coming up on the radar. So I think that certainly was another massive factor that we had to consider, Kaz. Oh, I was a big factor, but you can't put... Put that down to everything. We, it was just we didn't want to cop it, pretty much. Tinder is a big part of my life, Kaz, and that, to be honest, that was a pretty influential part of the decision. Anyway, look, Agnes, thanks for your question. And keep your questions coming yeah, to Greg good, Mailbag. It's it been was a, a good question. It's a great segment, isn't it, Kaz? Yeah, it's, it's a really rewarding segment for us. It is. We it's get just, a lot out of it. Yeah, we certainly do. It's good to just hear what, what the yeah. listeners think and what the, the feedback is sort of thing. The feedback, the musings, get around it. Give us a, give yeah. us a tweet, give us an email, uh, give us whatever you got to do. Get, get on in, board. Get in touch with the show like Agnes has done. Now, look, Kaz, Perth, 
at the ground. It was an absolute heat wave. Averaged in the low 40s, a bit like David Warner for the whole test match. The heat wave seems to have followed us to Adelaide. I think it was their hottest day in 50 years or something here today. Unbelievable. Yeah, now, I've, I've got a little trick of the trade here, Kaz. For those people, I shared it with you at the cricket. For those who are going to go to one of the, the, the next two test matches to hopefully see Australia win 5-0, a little trick they can adapt to cope with the heat within the, the cricket cars. So obviously, you know, Commonwealth Bank and Cricket Australia, that they provide these little um, earpieces so you can listen to the commentary. Now, my tactic here, Kaz, tell, tell me how you found this, is I think, you know, the mind and, and your senses are such a powerful thing. So if you can recreate with your other senses the feeling you would experience you know, in your natural habitat, that's the best way to create a comfortable atmosphere. So whenever I'm driving in the car, I'm listening to ABC Grandstand. You know it's going to be hotter in the car than it would be at home. So if you're listening to that at the ground, it's just going to intensify the heat, in my opinion. When you put Channel 9 on, usually sitting in the air-conditioned comfort of your own home, you've got your reverse cycle going, possibly you've got a fridge full of VB or West End just to keep the sponsors happy, or 4X, or alcohol think again. Maybe you've got an orange juice in the fridge there as well, just to keep all the sponsors happy there. You're in a nice, cool environment. So if you're listening, folks, get the channel on. Note, I mean, ABC do a great broadcast, and to be honest, I probably prefer to listen to them. But in terms of getting your body right, getting your mind right, Channel 9. Kaz, how did you find my advice there at the ground? Well, I think you got it. you're onto something there. You make a very good point. However, I really can't bring myself to listen to <laughs> Channel 9 commentary. It's just disgusting. Some of those commentators need to be found accountable for the work they're doing there. They're just not good enough. Someone has got to be I, We're not going to name names here, Kaz. It's not <laughs> that sort of... We've got to be careful with defamation and what have you. But look, I, I thought it was an interesting point to take on yeah. board. and something I'll be applying to my own game. For the rest of the series, I think. Now, Kaz, as we mentioned, history was made at the Wacker the other day. Mm -hmm. The Aussies returned the urn, 3-0 at the moment. Possibly we're going to press on for 5-0. But before we get too ahead of ourselves, I took it upon myself to catch up with a few people at the ground just to see what their thoughts were on the historic event. We've got a cobber from Coventry up in the Midlands of England there. Diehard supporters. Diehard supporters of the game, doing a similar thing to us. Some bloke who was just covered head to toe in... Australian in, memorabilia. Uh, memorabilia, body paint. He had a hat on that said designated drinker and it was in a big novelty beer. So we like, actually ran into this bloke at Gloucester Park a few nights before. So. We did, so it was great to hear from him. And also some of the event staff, some of the unsung heroes of the Wacker Test. So I'm going to hand over to them now and, and you know, some on-the-spot reporting there, which, which really captured history. All right, we've got some cobber from England here. Mate, 3-0. How does that feel? Pretty, pretty disappointed, mate, but it's really deserved. Yep, and where have you come from? Oh, well, I'm, I'm from Coventry in the West Midlands near Birmingham. Oh, Cat in a bin, eh? Yeah, and I've been here for every unfortunate match. Oh. Adelaide, Gabba, Perth, Melbourne, you name it, sadly. So, mate, do you feel like you've wasted your money? No, absolutely not. The, the thing is, in cricket, I think unlike any other sport, you've got to applaud when the opposition play well. Yeah. And Australia have played, begrudgingly, I'm going to say this, played superb cricket and they deserve a treat you're going to kick on to Melbourne and Sydney, still get behind the boys? I'm getting to Melbourne, yeah. You know, you always get behind your team. That's part of the sport. You've got to learn to lose. I mean, a few years ago, Australia were in this predicament. But you certainly were. That's, that's part of the sport, but you've got to applaud when Australia played so well and they have their played superb. Good luck to them in this series. They have played well. Good on you, mate. Thank you very much. And you go for Coventry FC, do you? No, mate. I'm a United fan. Oh, what about Cat You've been one of the great football chants I've ever heard. Cat in a bin, cat in a bin, Coventry City, we chuck cats in the bin, 
Yeah. How many games have you been to at the Wacker for a start, you reckon? Well, for starters, I've been at the Wacker. Uh, it was the last test match that yep. we won when Jono blitzed. Yep. And I also got put on the front of the Herald Sun. Yeah. Wow. On the page. So we're with a front pager. Uh, how does this win rate amongst those wins you've seen here before? This was excellent. I tell you, the one thing that I really was um, unusual was the cracks in the pitch. Yeah. But the crowd and the supporters and the Barmy Army that come here yep. were brilliant. Unbelievable, wasn't it? They were unbelievable. Now, you got a big oversized beer-looking hat thing on your head that says designated drinker. Would you take your hat off to that performance by the Aussies, do you reckon? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Doesn't look like it comes off much. I don't, it, it, it's, it's gonna stay here for a long time. It's even left a mark. There's, there's, I'm not very good with words, yep. but I'm gonna say well done for the selectors. Yep. The selectors picked the, the right day. team for the right day yep. and the right climate. Yeah, that's... Outstanding. And look, how are you gonna celebrate, mate? Straight back over to Gloucester Park? Or? Well, we're, we're up at um, a place called Fraser's yep. and we're gonna go to Foster, um, Gloucester Park in a minute. Oh, good on you, mate. Thank you very Excellent. much for your time. Yeah. Have a good Thank one, you. mate. I'm just here quickly with one of the Wacker event staff, mate. Yep. Is that the best event that you've ever staffed at? Um, I've never really staffed any other events, to be honest. Excited with the win, though, with the Aussies? Yes, I am. Yeah? I'm usually proud to put myself in Aussie after winning. Fantastic. How many, how many days did you work here for? Uh, right in the climax of the heat, mate. And can I just say, hats off to the event stuff. One of the best, one of the best events. Obviously, a test of your character and skill. That's what test cricket's all about. And seeing that weather early in the week was great. So thanks very much for your hard work. Uh, no worries. Well, look, it was great to hear from them, Kaz, but also we caught up with a few other very high-profile, you know, guests at the cricket the other day. We've touched on those two broadcasting juggernauts, ABC Grandstand, Channel 9. As for mentioned, Kaz, we were lucky enough to catch up with two superstars of those broadcasts outside the way. Yeah, we, we got on to Jim Maxwell and David Bumble Lloyd, so each of their own. They were pretty good for an interview. They were fantastic. They had some really interesting musings on you know, why each team performed as they have so far in the series. As well as, you know, just loosening up and giving us a few little bits and bits and pieces. And I think I do a pretty good Bumble, Kaz. Some of the listeners have said yeah. they, you know, we obviously caught up with Bumble the other week, which is fantastic on the podcast. But uh, I, I reckon I also do a fantastic impersonation. But I think there's no better way than to let Bumble decide. So first we're going to hear from Jim Maxwell, and then we're going to crack on to see, to see what Bumble thought of my impression. <laughs> We're joined outside the Wacker now by the ever-versatile Jim Maxwell. Now, Jim, obviously that's a fantastic result by Australia today, regaining the Ashes. How does that result today rank amongst the spectacles that you've witnessed in your career? Oh, it's up there with some of the best uh, because of the, the high quality of Australia's out cricket. Uh, hardly missed a chance. Uh, they strangled England's batting with their disciplined bowling. And so um, when you look at uh, what ammunition they, they had coming out of the England series, you wondered... Uh, would there be a group of bowlers there good enough to sustain the pressure? And uh, Mitchell Johnson's rejuvenation has been remarkable, and that's an added ingredient. I don't think any of us really anticipated you know, the quality of it, his pace and his hostility and the way he's menaced England, but uh, he's had a, a few good mates there with Ryan Harrison and Peter Siddle, and, and Lyons chipped in for his bit. So uh, as a group of bowlers, they've hunted out England, and... Uh, made it very difficult for them to um, thrive in this series to the point where England now have to think about how they can improve their side and you wonder where players like Kevin Peterson go from here uh, because he couldn't bury his ego enough in the series uh, to produce the scores that they needed and it took a 22 year old playing his second test match to show up him and a few of the others with this performance today. I mean the truth is if, if Peterson got his head down yesterday 
and decided, as I say, to bury the ego, uh, they may have run this a lot closer than, than people thought because the pitch essentially uh, played very well right through. I mean, the ones that hit cracks just went nowhere, went for buys, didn't get people out. So in England, um, they lost the momentum in the first test and they've struggled to get back. And for them, I would have thought the high point of embarrassment was to get bowled out twice on the Adelaide Oval, where you could barely get the ball up much above stump height. So um, that hurt them. And then they got hurt again here because the quality of their cricket and the hunger, the lack of it comparatively, uh, made sure that Australia continued to have this momentum. must say, um, the toss seems to be quite vital factor in these matches. If you go over the whole eight matches which we've played now, every game's either been won or controlled by the team that won the toss and batted. And Australia's won three tosses in this series. Well, as we've said, uh, you know, tails never fails. We've mentioned it a few times in the podcast. I just wanted to ask you quickly before you leave. Obviously, the Australian dressing room, there's been a bit of a, there was a bit of a shaky culture, some, some disappointing results earlier this year. We've had a change of coach. Would you say there's been a change of culture or what has been the big change that has turned this team around? I think when you get hungry, you improve if you've got the players. And the hunger and the preparation uh, and the respect that uh, everyone has for Darren Lehman as a mentor has, has brought something to the side that wasn't there before. So, uh, in a way, the timing of his arrival is, is almost perfect. They didn't get it right in England, but they weren't far off. And uh, now, under his uh, guidance, uh, this side has produced some outstanding cricket, playing on pitches uh, that they know. I think that's also a factor. Pitches that are true and that bounce. And England have come out here uh, with an attack that just hasn't been good enough. Swan's been played off the park. Anderson's been ineffective. They brought three very tall, fast bowlers. And they obviously don't think any of them are much good because one of them had to play here, but they played Bresnan, who looked underdone. So you add up all the factors and the way Australia have played, the fact they've hardly dropped a catch, it's no surprise that they've got into the position they have. I mean, the numbers say it all. It's the first time in Test history a team has been asked to score more than 500 in the fourth innings of a test. And uh, apart from today, when there was a bit of tantalising going on, England have not really looked like getting anywhere near Australia. And if this continues, then Australia have got a very good chance of winning 5-0. And um, really, England from here have got a fair bit of soul-searching to do about uh, who uh, is, uh, who are their best players when they think about 2015, because that really is the next step for them. Jim Maxwell, thank you very much for your time. Safe travels back to the East Coast and please do enjoy the reprieve that you'll get from the, the duck uh, sounder that you've had here at the Wacky. You've all been having a few... Uh, was it your with... duck? No, it wasn't us. wasn't us. Don't look at us, Jim. That was insulting, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you very much, Jim, and we'll talk to you next time. Interesting words there from Jim Maxwell. He did mention Booth being an influence, but he didn't, however, mention spin from both ends, which is fairly insulting. Well, no, I don't think so. I don't think he had to mention it. I think people know that spin from both ends has been a big influence. But, uh, yeah, look, great to hear from Jim there. Thank you very much for your time, Jim. It was very typical of a, a grandstand analysis. He was he, he got down to every single aspect and point really well. Like really be, well spoken. Like to be very thorough. Yeah, very thorough. Like we are in our preparation for this broadcast as well, Tom. So it was good to see a bit of a continuity across all media outlets there, which is fantastic. Now, we did also manage to catch up with Bumble as we chased him down, so... Let's have a listen to what Bumble had to say when we caught up with him as well. I'm joined by a big hit on the Spin From Both Ends podcast, uh, Bumble Lloyd, outside the Wacker ground. Now, Bumble, disappointing today, would it be fair enough to say from an English perspective? Um, no, I wouldn't have thought so. I think that uh, 
they've got what they deserved in that the other team, Australia, played fabulous cricket. They played a, a real good brand of cricket. Um, after the sort of disarray of summer, when the coach got sacked, big problems off the field, and Darren Lehman comes in and uh, organises the team. I think that uh, they've looked really good, and the, you know the icing on the cake is Johnson. He's been superb, absolutely brilliant. Well, it can't be all doom and gloom for you, Bumble, because not only myself, but many people around Australia and the cricketing world would have you in their, their ideal commentary pair at the moment. You're red hot with Warney at the moment. From your YouTube bloke's perspective, how do you carry your form through the rest of the series? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a bummer, really, an absolute downer when you're 3-0 down and, and you've nothing to play for, really, but Warney and myself and Slats and Tubby, we just have to up our game. It's as simple as that. Um, or else we'll get dropped. I mean, you could be interviewing somebody, couldn't you? Like an executive producer, he's got to go. He's got to go. The rubbish. Get some young'uns in. Like, now, like Bill. <laughs> well, now, in Australia, have you had many cheeky blokes that have come up and give you their best bumble impersonation? No, I've never had one, so you're going to Would you like one? It. Yeah, go on, mate. England yeah. ballers, they've been too short, too wide. Cut him away, Joe Root. He's a class act. I tell you what, over peach it to him and bang, he'll take you downtown. What your thoughts, Bumble? Hey, not bad. I'm going to give you a six out of ten. More like Jeffrey Boycott, that. Okay. That more Jeffrey Boycott. A few, a few things to work on. Maybe I'll harass you again in Melbourne with Nick Speak, the Look great man. Look forward to it, Speaky. Good man. Thanks, mate. Good man. Watch his golf handicap, Bandit. Oh well, he only gave you a six out of ten for your impersonation, Ham. Well, let's not forget, Kaz. In cricket, six is the maximum you can score. So I think what he was getting at there is perfect impersonation. Would it be fair to say. You can look at it that way, I suppose. Yeah, and I will look at it that way. Thanks very much. Positive attitude. That really was. I mean, speaking of those two guys, guys, a bit of a dream come true for me. Particularly, obviously, Bumble's been such a hit on the show, but Jim Maxwell growing up, particularly EA Sports Cricket 2004, him and Richie Benner, what a combination they formed. And just since then, he's always in the car. He's just an absolute legend. Bumble, well, he seems to be the flavour of the month at the moment. And look, the pressure's on him and Warney to keep that great form going for the rest of the series, much like the Australian cricket team. So it's going to be interesting to see, Kaz, how it all unfolds. Hopefully we'll catch up with those blokes again a bit later in the summer. Oh, hopefully. It was, I was really excited for you as well, Ham. It was good to see you get an interview with those two boys, and I was really happy for you. Oh, look, it was fantastic. And I'm sure a highlight of their summer so far as well, Kaz. I would be up there, I would have thought. It would have to be up there. Now, look, Kaz, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on Spin from Both Ends. Thank you very much for putting up with me for the past three weeks or so and joining me all around some interesting parts of Australia. Would you come back on at any point? I'd do it any time again, mate. I've had a really good time. Thanks for everything. Mate, well, it would be an honour. I'm going to extend the invitation to you now to have you back to the Spin From Both Ends Awards Night, which is going to happen at the conclusion of the test summer. Will you be there? Yeah, I'll definitely be there. Thank you, mate. Mark it down in your diary. It's going to be a fantastic night for our final podcast of the summer. Now, if you want to keep in touch with the rest of the podcast, you can do so on Twitter, at Spin From Both, Instagram, Spin From Both Ends, Facebook, forward slash Spin From Both Ends, or our website, spinfrombothends.com. The podcast is also available on iTunes, so make sure you subscribe. Until we see you next time, spin up, follow through, and uh, look, just, just keep looking to improve, as ever, Kaz. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs>